0: Uh, This is Houston. Uh, Say again, please.
1: Houston, we have a problem. Okay, here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time, okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Two little mice found in a bucket of cream. Now You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Be water, my friend.
0: Welcome to Unstrategic podcast about digital strategy.
1: I'm more in love now with digital design because of that, that two-way communication. With a lot of design, it's, it's a very one-way. You know, you, you put something out there and people can look at it, you can talk at them. But with, with digital design, with interactive design, you know, you are having a conversation with them.
0: Hey guys, I'm your host, Adam James LaMagna, and today we'll be talking with Michelle Schulp. And Michelle is a very, very good friend of mine. She is the owner of Marktime Media, where she makes design frictionless. I love her tagline, but she kind of handles the whole bag. So she's a designer, she's a developer, she's a strategist. In addition to all that, she finds time to volunteer for the WordPress and design communities and gives a number of talks centered around design and development.
1: Design is kind of a lot more than art. So when I, when I studied design in school, I also chose to study people
0: Now I'm sure you can sort of feel Michelle's energy when she talks. She's very passionate about design and technology and and really just about life in general, which is why I think we, we get along so well. But before we start, let me tell you about how Michelle and I met. So we met at a tech conference after party in Miami. Now I was looking around the room and kind of scanning the crowd for someone to talk to and she stuck out like a sore thumb in a completely awesome way. She's this petite millennial with this fiery pink hair, and that night she was sitting in front of a fiery pink drink. Now, we got to talking about dorks and geeks and nerds, and Michelle informed me that dorks are socially awkward, geeks have singular knowledge about a specific subject like Star Trek or Star Wars or Doctor Who, and nerds are book smart. And she, Michelle, would categorize herself as all three. So, I was asking Michelle about her contact form, because it's a pretty cool contact form on her Mark time Media site. But under the, you know, what is your approximate time frame question, she has a drop-down. And some of it says, in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of months, but there's one that says, now, ASAP, yesterday, if you have access to a TARDIS. And I asked her about TARDIS. So you'll have to explain to me, what this TARDIS means. Oh,
1: ha ha ha, that's a Doctor Who reference. So, <laughs> obviously we can't be friends anymore because... No, we, we can't!
0: The... I'm gonna have to look it up. Hold on, oh hold on. Oh my god!
1: TARDIS, I can't uh... even, I can't even right now. Yeah, it stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space.
0: Time and Relative Dimension in Space. Oh, that's a uh, quantum mechanics thing.
1: Well, it, yeah, it's time travel, that's what he does, so...
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's Doctor Seuss? Doctor Who! Oh, Doctor Who? It's British. I was like, wait a second. Oh my so gosh. Doctor Seuss. We are can't, you
1: kidding? We can't be friends
0: anymore. Apparently we can't. <laughs> so Michelle, what I what I wanna know and, and obviously I know a lot about you because we are friends, so I wanna say thanks for doing uh, the podcast. But can you kind of tell the listeners uh, what you do, what your area of expertise is, et cetera?
1: Sure. Um, So I am a a designer and front-end developer, mostly in the WordPress space, which is how uh, Adam and I met. Um, My background is actually in visual design, so I I was not intending to go into the digital space at all. but but what I did know when I was studying design, and I did study it in school, um, is that design is kind of a lot more than art. And so I, I wanted to kind of get outside of that bubble. So when I, when I studied design in school, I also chose to study people. Uh, I got a double minor in psychology and sociology to go along with my design degree because I, I understood that I was designing externally, um, for people, it's not like art where you're addressing an internal need. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is solving external needs, and in, in that way, you have to understand the people that you are designing for, and and that has been super helpful, and probably has been very influential in the direction that I wound up going. So,
0: and can you quickly explain what visual design is for the listeners?
1: Sure. So actually, um, the, the field that I specifically studied was visual communications design, which I think is really, that communications part of it is super important um, because that's differentiating it from just making something pretty. Uh, so basically the definition there is kind of any visual treatment that uh, strives to communicate a message in some way. Uh, and that could be anywhere from, you know, book design, or web design, or traditional graphic design as you think of it, Uh, and kind of all of that stuff falls under this window, yeah.
0: And what made you decide to go into that field?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually didn't know that design was a career until I (laughs) went to college, like I didn't even know it was a thing, but in retrospect it was kind of inevitable, because I had been kind of surrounded by it my whole life. I was, I was like, you know, kind of a nerdy kid, but I was good at art, but I was also good at like science and math. Um, okay. And through my, my mom's employment, she worked for Kraft Foods. I actually got to participate in a lot of focus groups for design choices for kids' products. Cause every single time it's craft.
0: Craft American Singles. How often do you count on their mellow flavor and goodness? Every single time.
1: Mm, And So I was around the design process since I was a kid. Um, You know, being able to to talk about color choices and and stuff for, like, pizza boxes and, you know, sitting in and, like, doing brainstorming with other kids. So, um... (laughs) That's
0: that's pretty rad, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. So when I went to college and learned that design was actually a career, I was like, "Oh, hey, that's like the career I was supposed to have." So uh, that's where I went.
0: I mean, let's let's first start with like, what what does strategy mean to you?
1: So, to me, as a designer when I'm approaching my part of the project, strategy is constantly seeking the answer to why you are doing something, right? Um, So design, yeah, design does not exist in a vacuum, right? Uh, There's many kinds of digital strategy, and ideally, we're all kind of working together, right? You know, the different kinds of strategists and different ways of looking at a business strategy, content strategy, et cetera, you know, we're all working together and design is a part of that. Um, but again, as an independent, I kind of find myself having to fill in some of those gaps for some of my clients that maybe can't afford an entire strategy team. Right. Uh, and I found that the, just the simplest way to, to boil that down is, is continuously pursuing why we're doing something. That's the simplest way I'm trying to make strategy very accessible to my clients who maybe, you know, they know their business, but they don't know my business. And so they're not going to be able to tell me technical answers or specific features they need or whatever. And I'm, I'm there to guide them. Right? So a specific way that I'm often doing that, you know, people have a hard time talking about what they don't know, but they, they have an easier time talking about things that they do know or can see. So we are constantly talking about maybe other people in the space that are doing specific things that are interesting or other people not in the space, but that they've seen. Uh, when, I, when I'm doing kind of project exploration and kickoffs, a big part of that is, is not only going through their existing site to talk about pain points, but also like, hey, is there anything interesting that your competitors are doing? And not just, I like my competitor's site, but what about it? Do you like it because it's blue? Do you like it because it's easy to find the contact button? Do you like it because they use professional photography? Do you like it because the words are clear? Why do you like it? In what ways? What don't you like about it? What doesn't seem relevant to what you're doing? What about this other site that has nothing to do with your business, but they're using this pattern that you like, you know, I, I really like that. Uh, it's really easy to find the content that I'm looking for specifically. I like that the menu is really clear. I like that the search feature adds this extra thing. What about it do you like? And that makes it easy to be able to, to kind of get inside their head and understand. And it's not just about liking and disliking. That's, you know, it's very subjective, but that's kind of a good place to start the conversation to get inside their head and know what, what they're feeling and what they feel their pain points are.
0: So Michelle, being both a designer and a front-end developer, when you're building websites, how do you decide uh, what should be custom or, or what tools you should be using? How's that process look?
1: So part of my job is not only to come up with ideas, but to come up with ideas that fit the criteria and fit what, what we can do. And so t- selecting tools, existing tools, is a big part of it. Um, okay, so it's kind of like houses, right? You can get a house, in any budget, but you can't get any house in any budget, right? Right. Correct. So, you can find the the tiny studio apartment that's super cheap, and live there, and that will be great because that fits your budget. But you're not going to be able to take that same budget and get a mansion, right? Correct. So that's that's my job is to help people. I I kind of feel like I'm on House Hunters, but for websites right. a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of my job, though, is to navigate that world between, do you need something custom? Will something that's not custom solve your problem? Um, sometimes people do need something custom, and, and that is when right. you refer them to people who can build that. But not everybody needs something custom, just like not everybody needs a custom theme, even. Some people right. really just need... You know, a theme they can buy, put their logo in, and be up there, and they don't need to spend thousands of dollars on someone like me. Agreed. They can, they can maybe spend a few hundred dollars with someone like me just teaching them how to set it up.
0: Yep. Um, I totally agree.
1: And that's all still design strategy. That's all design strategy because it's finding the right tool for the to solve the problem. Strategy is a part of every discipline. It should be. And um, design thinking which is kind of that whole, you know, being deliberate about what you do. It's design thinking is part of a lot of other disciplines besides just visual design. So
0: yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. I think, you know, that the concept of design thinking, there are lots of different tactics and exercises one can use to kind of perform design thinking. So is there a certain approach that you have to that?
1: So I've been very influenced by um steve krug who wrote the book don't make me think so that is the approach that i always take you know design is best if it gets out of the way if you don't notice it then it's doing a good job right so art is the part that's that's beautiful right but design is the part that you're not supposed to see Mm -hmm. um and the the there's always the example and i believe this was a um don norman um Design of Everyday Things is another amazing book. Um, but he, there's this thing called the Norman Door.
0: The Norman Door. And
1: a Norman Door is a door that's hard to use. Like in the real world, when you go to a door, and you push on it, and you're supposed to pull. That's a Norman door, because you know why? Because there are there are visual cues. There's visual cues that mean push, and if you don't use those, because you're you know have this artistic vision of making it look like something else, you've made your door suck, and it's not well designed.
0: Right, right. I like that.
1: I'm so passionate about door design. <laughs>
0: All right, so Michelle, what about an awesome tactic that you can share?
1: Sure. So this it's, it sounds so simple, but it's so effective, and it works almost anywhere, um, but it's the five whys. Um, if you can ask somebody why five times about something, you'll get to the real answer. <laughs> like that's the simplest form of everything that I'm doing, right, and, and anybody can do this. But it's basically like if if you ask somebody, you know, why do you have a website and they're like, because I want people to find me online. Okay, well, why? Because I want them to be able to, you know, look at my products. Why? Well, because I want them to buy them from me.
0: That's a great tip.
1: And you can use it anywhere. It's great in every aspect of your life. Although maybe in relationships, it might get annoying. I don't know. I'd (laughs) I'd still use it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's funny. That's funny. Why are we dating? Well, um...
1: Yeah, you might not like the answer.
0: (laughs) What do you wish you knew when starting out in the tech business or the the web industry?
1: What what I wish I knew when I first started out is that design has so little to do with what something looks like. Now that sounds weird because when you think of a designer, (laughs) you think of those people that are obsessed with typefaces and arguing about ampersands that they like and, you know, you know differentiating between shades of color and yes me and my design friends all do that stuff right but <laughs> but that part of it is the part that that we do for each other because we have this attention to detail but it's not the point like the point of that attention to detail is not for its own sake it's to it's to be able to get out of the way and let the communication happen and so when I first started, I was like, you know, super obsessed with typography, and I'd read all these design blogs and look at beautiful things and wish I was super creative and won awards. And I realized that that wasn't the point, though, because it's not about unless unless your job is designing websites for designers, which is a is a job, but unless that's your job, it doesn't matter what designers think. It matters if you're solving the problem. So that I wish that's I knew when I started.
0: Man, that that's a really. I mean, I think that's a really important thing to tell new new you know newcomers into the design yeah. world.
1: I mean, yeah, um, don't don't lose your love of all the details because the sure, details sure, that's, that's the fun part, right? That's, that's the passion. Yeah. Yes, but but the details aren't the point.
0: <laughs> what is the point?
1: The point is problem solving.
0: <laughs> love it. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap up with uh, book recommendations. Do you have any for us?
1: So I mentioned earlier, um, Steve Krug, Don't Make Me Think, is, is, if you want to do any kind of design or user experience, you have to read this book. I also think you should probably also read Don Norman's The Design of Everyday Things. Now, specifically in the digital design space, uh, there's two books that I got from the Howe book library, um, and that would be The Strategic Designer, uh, by mm. David Holston and the st- strategic web designer by Christopher Butler now. I love Christopher Butler I think he's so so smart. He he runs an agency called newfangled and they're just they're pioneers in in the the UI Experience space. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah,
0: no, they've done some awesome work yes. actually. So I, out
1: newfangled work. I I love them. Um, so the strategic designer and the strategic web designer great um, another book. I'm actually working on right now I haven't finished it is Creative Strategy and the Business of Design by Douglas Davis. And Ooh. this is a, a book more so for people that are, are running a design company or are independent designers but are, are looking at it from a business strategy standpoint for creatives. It's been really mm-hmm. interesting. About halfway through it, I'm really enjoying it. Uh,
0: that does sound cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll um I'll, I'll have to I'll take these books and I'll put uh, links in them in the blog on Unstrategic so people can get to them.
1: I also pretty much anything uh, Mike Montero says is golden. Agree. So.
0: <laughs> yep. Design is a job. Yep. yep. Totally. Yep. Michelle, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Uh, we loved having you on Unstrategic. I'm excited. All right, guys, we'll be back shortly with the podcast wrap-up. All right, so let's do the wrap-up, guys. Number one, design is a lot more than just art. Remember, digital design, interactive design, is a two-way communication, so communicate with your users. Two, don't let design get in the way. Remember the Norman door. It's a poorly designed door where you're not sure whether to push or pull. Three, do the five whys as a tactic to drill down on goals and objectives. Ask your client why they want to do something and keep asking them why. The more granular you can get in terms of goals and objectives, the better you'll be able to design and build and meet those goals and objectives. Now, if you're interested in working with Michelle or you just want to say hello, she's got two websites. One is her marktimemedia.com. It's her professional marketing and portfolio site, so marktimemedia.com. And her other one is her personal blog at mynameismichelle.com. And just so you guys know, Michelle is a great writer and she's a phenomenal speaker. So check out some of her presentations. They're online. Just search for her name. So her last name is spelled... S-C-H-U-L-P Michelle Schulp Okay, thanks so much for joining us this week I will put up the book recommendations that Michelle gave us uh, and they'll be on the blog at unstrategic.com and we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode Rate us on iTunes and please feel free to reach out over social or email I'm your host, Adam James LaMagna and as always guys, it's a pleasure Cheers!